This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. Thanks to everyone who's watching this on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you would like to hear. I say this all the time, but I mean it. The feedback is very helpful. And I, all I ask is that we get more of it, right? Like, I don't care if you hate what you're listening to. Honestly, I'd rather, I, I prefer to hear from people who hate what they're listening to because that's usually helpful information because <laughs> I can't improve when people don't tell me what I'm doing wrong. So if you haven't left a review, if you haven't left any comments, please do that and uh, we'll just keep going. So obviously I was out at OTAs today for the Saints. You know, we got another good look at a lot of players. Again, it's, you know, I think Bobby Hebert and Mike Dettelier would call it, you know, running around in pajamas because that's really what you're doing. You are not wearing pads. This is not real football. This is skill work. That said, we are going to hear from Dennis Allen. I kind of trimmed what his comments down to some of the more interesting ones. I'm just going to play them through and let you hear them, and then we can react to them in real time. So without further ado, here you go. Um, look, felt like, um, felt like we practiced like a team that's been off for four days. Um, so there's a lot of things we got to get cleaned up, um, but we'll have another opportunity to get out here tomorrow, clean some things up. Uh, get better, so. Coach Allen, what do you see in the development of the future of the receiver now? Seems like he's pretty confident. Yeah, well, I think that word is is probably a good word to you know say kind of where he's at. I mean, I do think he's he's uh, a lot more confident in what he's doing. Obviously, you can see his speed and feel his speed out on the field. You know, we've we've been able to hit a few explosive plays throughout you know these last four days. So um, I think he's in a good spot right now. Um, you know. Certainly, there's still a lot of things that he can improve on, and, and uh, I think that's what we're trying to do this time of year. What are some of those areas of improvement that you want to look for tomorrow even? Well, look, I think the ball was on the ground more today than, than uh, it had been in the previous three practices. So it was more – it had zero to do with effort. I think our guys are out here working hard. I just don't feel like the execution was quite where it needed to be. And um, – you know, we'll, look, we're in a race to improve versus 31 other teams. And, and so, you know, you don't want to see any of these opportunities slide by. So we'll have an opportunity to watch the tape, make the corrections, and, and uh, I know our guys will respond tomorrow. Yeah, you got a veteran quarterback, a veteran center. Has that been somewhat seamless? Yeah, look, I think for the most part it has. Um, you know, I know Derek's still, you know, in a learning process in terms of what we're doing, but 
uh, he seems to be picking everything up pretty pretty quickly and uh, you know I think we do a pretty good job of you know getting the protection set right and, and identifying the mic and things of that nature so um, I, I think it's been I think it's been good. Is being yeah. some offensive lineman an obstacle this time of year the nature of the practices it's not well, look, I look at it as an opportunity for a lot of these young guys to get experience. Um, you know, we've got some guys that, that you know, are going to be fighting to be linemen 7, 8, 9, 10, whatever the case may be. And so uh, these are valuable reps for those guys. So um, certainly we'd love to have everybody out here uh, healthy and, and good to go. But. Uh, it's an opportunity for some of these guys to get some experience. All right, so I'm just going to pause it there before we go into the, to the final bit because we're going to talk about John Gruden uh, in this segment. But I do want to just kind of go back. You know, he talks about Rashid Jaheed, and I think that is, to me, what stands out the most about Rashid is just he looks confident out there. He doesn't look like he's questioning himself. And, you know, in the locker room, you talk to him, and <laughs> you wouldn't say he looks like the most confident guy in the world. He is very meek and I, and I say that in a in a positive way like he's very you know he doesn't come off as this like mega confident guy but he, when you watch him on the field you do get that and then, you know one thing that he did tell me today is he's bulked up a little bit um this offseason not not a ton um I think he's trying to get up to about 185 and that's the weight he wants to play at be about a five pound increase from what he played at last year and, you know, that's kind of where I think you'd want to be for, for a guy of his size. Okay, now we're going to shift gears here. And I don't want to talk a ton about John Gruden, but I do feel like we have to address it. And Dennis Allen did talk about it today. So let's kind of get into that. And I'll, I'll preface it with the information. The Saints brought in John Gruden last week to help. I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Kind of like grease the skids on the installation of the Derek Carr offense in New Orleans, he coached Derek Carr with the Raiders. This is not something that is new in terms of the Saints bring in former head coaches all the time. They brought in Mike Martz last year, and there are several others that I can't think of the names, but we could go back and find stories where they're saying, oh, they brought in this guy, they brought in this guy. So that's not unusual. Obviously, the the noise around it is based heavily on the email scandal and the and the he, that forced him to kind of resign in disgrace from the Raiders in 2021. Obviously, that was a team Derek Carr was on. That team actually went to the playoffs um, and lost in the in, in the first round, I believe. But, okay, so that's the information. Dennis Allen was asked about it today, and here is what he said. How did the collaboration with John Gruden come about? Kind of what was his role here? Yeah, look, I mean, number one, we, we, we've had several coaches come uh, and visit. Obviously, John's a guy that uh, uh, has a lot of experience with Derek, um, and Derek's had his most success uh, under John Gruden. And so uh, we felt like bringing him in, uh, having a chance to sit down and, and uh, visit with him as an offensive staff, with the quarterbacks, um, and just get some new thoughts and ideas, things that we might be able to implement. Um, you know, I would say this. I would say, you know, offensively for a long time, uh, that I've been here, uh, we've been we've been pretty effective offensively, uh, and so uh, I don't see us putting in a whole new offense or doing something dramatic. But you know, if there's a few ideas that we could take from that, uh, we felt like that would be beneficial. Are you worried at all about backlash associated with bringing him in with the team or with the? No, look, I mean, I think you, you 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 ask 
everybody that was involved um, thought it was really beneficial for our football team. And look, we're going to we're going to look at any avenue that we can to try to uh, improve. And so that was one area that we thought um, just bringing him in and having an opportunity to sit down and visit with him uh, would help us. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so that, that's the answer on John Gruden, right? Um, I don't know how aware Dennis Allen is of any boiling resentment online um, in terms of the Saints dealing with John Gruden at all. I think a lot of the angst around the Saints' decision to bring him in was centered on the the idea that they may have hired him for a job. And that's the part of it that really confused me. And it, it confounded Jeff Duncan, too, who is the one who reported this. And I joked with him, they're like, this is his fault. Because if it wasn't for him, no one would have even known that John Gruden was in the building because they aren't hiring him. The Saints aren't parading this out in front of the building as, oh, look at this guy. He's in here. He's right here. Like, that's not what's happening. They are using John Gruden's brain to help the team in an area where it, I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, think about that. Like, you, how many, how often do you have an opportunity to pick the brain of a former head coach of the quarterback you just paid $150 million? Like, that just makes, that's just good sense. And, I mean, I guess somebody was like, well, why do you just bring in Sean Payton to help with this transition? Sean Payton's an active head coach. He, they can't bring him in to help with stuff like this. Like, that's why it's a unique scenario where John Gruden is out of the NFL and happens to have this institutional knowledge that the Saints can benefit from. Uh, and yeah, they're not hiring him as an assistant coach, right? That's not what's going on. If they did, I think I could actually get on board with a lot of the, mm, not sure I like that. But in this instance, like, Think of it this way. Like John Gruden is still a human being in society. Like he's not, you know, like under a rock somewhere. Right. And sure. You might not want John Gruden to return to the NFL because you don't think he deserves that. Okay. John Gruden downloading information into the saints database of, okay, this is something we can work on. This is something we can add that only helps the saints. That does not help John Gruden. Right. So if you are arguing that the saints shouldn't use this information, you are arguing that, the Saints should forego an opportunity that would help them because John Gruden is whatever you want to call him, right? And that's just silly. So I don't know. Like one of my issues with this whole thing is when you see something on the internet <laughs> and it's and it's so clearly, you know, not the original source, don't necessarily believe it out of hand, right? Because what happened is Jeff Duncan pointed out that the Saints brought in John Gruden to pick his brain about the Derek Carr situation. That's all he said. He didn't say they were bringing him in. He's not saying they're returning him to the NFL, that they're giving him a job, whatever. Just saying that they talked to him. And then a bunch of aggregators on Twitter posted that as John Gruden's returning to the NFL. And then everyone's like, oh man, the Saints, duh. And, and, and get dragged through the mud for something they didn't even do. Uh, anyway, it's... It's just nonsense. And I think hopefully we can just move on from it and not be talking about this next time around at OTAs. But like, I do need people to understand that bringing in former head coaches is completely normal for this team. 
in this case, it just happened to be John Gruden. And so I, I don't know, we can be mad about that, or you can just look at it as this team is exhausting all of its opportunities to improve and to make sure it puts the best product on the field possible. And that includes the information that resides in the cobweb brain of, of one John Gruden. Anyway, hopefully from here on out, we can just talk about the Saints offense and not the, the Raiders former offense. And hopefully it looks good in look looks better in New Orleans than it necessarily did with the Raiders. All right, moving on again, as I mentioned, we're going to have a mailbag in the final segment. I'm going to cut this segment off here. You're listening to Inside Black and Gold. We are reacting to the OTAs, the first of three in the second session that happened this morning. Got forced inside due to lightning, so there's a limited amount that we can actually talk about in terms of there was already a limited amount that we were going to be able to talk about because OTAs, not a ton happens. But we're going to get into a lot of that and more in the final segment. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to do that. Inside Black and Gold, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Who that? 